And now we welcome on friend of the show. It says Pamela Maldonado, but I feel like I can call you Pam. I feel like we're close enough because you did basically just tell me a few seconds ago, how did you describe me? You basically told me I look like a bum. <laughs> I did not say you look like a bum. Yes, I mean, I just, the impression that I got was you just like chugged a beer and was like, hey, I'm gonna show up to work, let's go. <laughs> That's really neither here nor there with the beer. I probably should shave my face and a shower wouldn't hurt either wise. Anyway, you're looking good, you're sounding good. She is Pam Maldonado from Yahoo Sports. All right, so we uh, we have another major in the books this week at Oak Hill. It was uh, Brooks Kepka. Is he back now? Like, is he the guy that he was when he was at the top of his game? Absolutely. You have to believe that Brooks Kepka is back. Not only has he proven it with back-to-back majors showing up that, hey, it doesn't matter if you're on the lift tour. If you're good at golf, you're going to be good at golf. Um, but more so anything, I think is that it's not that he's back from, hey, he has the talent. He's back from injury. He was injured there for like the last couple of years in and out of arm, his arm, his elbow, his whatever. Every Something was coming up with him every week, and now he's back to full health, and it is a very dangerous Kepka if he is healthy and in rhythm. Yeah, he did look really good, and he snuck up on everybody. I, I know that there were a couple of people who we talked to who talk, took him 20 to 1, which is just incredible value for someone who's as good as he is. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the Charles Schwab, though, because Colonial, obviously it's a, a historic course, but it's getting changed. It's getting renovated after this year. All we know, and it's been this way for a long time, Pam, it's been Spieth's show. It's uh, his, his area that he grew up in. Colonial is a course that he's been comfortable in. But Spieth has kind of been up and down. Uh, how do we attack betting speed? Well, Jordan Spieth has also been up and down because he's been dealing with a wrist injury. He says that he knows how to manage it now at this point, um, and he clearly did at the PGA Championship. Even though he finished T29, his ball striking ability was there. He was great off the tee. It was his short game that was giving him a little bit of issues. Now, if you're he lost strokes around the green, which is non-typical for a Jordan Spieth because he's great in a short game. Um, so I'm willing to kind of forgive that, but I'm also thinking that maybe around the green, he probably need a little bit more wrist. I don't know. So maybe that it's still lingering there. Maybe he had, had a bit of an off day with that injury. I myself am not attacking it just because I want to see how we've seen it with Kepka. He's back to full health. And I'm not fully convinced at this point that Spieth is. He's probably still working away ways around it. Pam, to Trista's point, though, about Jordan Speed, he's been unbelievable historically at this course, right? Like, out of his top 10 finishes, I think in the 10 times he's played here, eight out of the 10 times he's finished in the top 10. When you're betting, how much do you look back historically at a particular course and a player and go, all right, this guy just cars up this course? Well, this is one of the longest running events at the same course. So for somebody like Spieth, yeah, history definitely matters. There's a thing called horses for courses. Spieth is a, a horse for this course. You can't get any better than that. But if it was seriously, if it was not, if he did not have an injury involved, I would be all over him to win this week. I'd be all over him to finish in the top 10. There's just some tournaments. And I think it was like last year at the Valero Texas Open or two, two years ago, I was like, Spieth is going to win. That's it. I don't care what the odds are. It's going to happen. I just don't have that inclination at this moment because he's, ta he's openly talking about this injury that he has. And we've seen it in some of his re results. We've seen it in his, um, in his data, data lines. So until I, with my eyes, can see that he's back to full health, then he's just a no bet for me right now. Whew. Let's talk a little bit about Victor Hovland. A uh, very disappointing final round last week at the PGA. Uh, obviously wants to make up for it here. 
Only player in the field to be top five in both strokes gained off the tee and strokes gained in approach. Plus 1,400 as well for him, Pam. Thoughts on Victor Hovland? I mean, he's absolutely, he has proven that he is one of the best ball strikers, not on tour, but for sure in this league. He's second best in the, in the, in the field right now for ball striking, and he was phenomenal last week with his irons. He gained 11 strokes with his irons. That's just, like, absolutely unheard of. But that's also the best that he has done in the last, like, couple of years. So it's kind of like, do you want to get somebody when they're right at the top? Because there's only one way down. <laughs> there's only one way to go after that. He's going to come crash and burn. But he has not played that solid with his irons in a really long time. So it's a matter of how sustainable is it? Is this course able to, is this course easy enough for him to do it? Yes. Um, it's just, you were so good last week. You really don't want to ride the hot wave. <laughs> Talk a little golf with Yahoo Sportsbooks. Pam Maldonado here on the BetQL Network. I love me a good block party. I'm from Kansas City. Little barbecues and ribs and burn ends, whatever. Are you on this Michael block party? Like, have we seen the best of this guy, or is there any reason to put down any money on him? Michael Block is having the week of his life. Right? Not only did he... I mean, he had the hole-in-one. He's getting text messages from Michael Jordan. I mean, you've got to believe that all of that at some point is... Is he even practicing this week? <laughs> like, all he probably got more as much if not more media attention than Kepka did so uh, he's just not somebody that I want to play unfortunately there's a thing called a one-hit wonder and I wish him all the best I hope he crushes and actually wins this that would be an amazing story but he used his one time a lot of times last week <laughs> yeah no he did I thought it was great Pam that he was mic'd up and that was the guy that ends up being top 15. Obviously, they didn't think that he was going to be able to perform on that level or else he wouldn't have been mic'd up. What do you think about just the idea of, of the PGA Tour finding ways to brand players that are more likable and charismatic like Michael Block and to just really grow the game? I love it. And you see it in the XFL when they're doing those sideline interviews in between the plays. It's like it's right at, at the moment. You get to know these people. They're more than just athletes. They're actual human beings. And it's a way for you to connect to them as like, hey, this is a guy that I could play with down when I, when I go to my own club. So I love it. I want more of it. That's why you're seeing these documentaries on Netflix just crush because we're seeing the human element to these athletes that they're untouchable to us. But this gives them this gives us a little bit more connection to them that we never would have before. That hole in one you guys are talking about was stupid. S-T-O-O-P-I-D. That was stupid. It was it just, you you just don't you don't ever see that. You get it, it rolls in, it maybe hits the pin, but this was just like it's going in. There's no, it was it was absolutely unreal, unbelievable. Like I said, and perfect story. You cannot write a better story. I hope it, I hope he does well this week. The dunk hole in uh, one made it all the crazier. Like like you said, like it'd be one thing if it rolls in or if he gets a crazy kick or whatever, and it'd be one thing if he chipped it in from you know 110 off the tee to put it in like that on the fly. And I'm not gonna lie, I had a buddy. 
I had a buddy that was holding on to that ticket. I can't remember what the odds were. I don't want to lie to you. It was a long, obviously, it was a long shot that he was going to go to hold one in the final round. And my buddy's freaking out. And I thought he was freaking out because I was freaking out because everybody was freaking out because the guy just hit a damn golf ball <laughs> on the fly into the hole. And then my guy's showing me, look, I just won 350 bucks. So, I mean, I just a, what a day. With the way that he was playing Thursday, with the, with the weekend that he was having, it's just a missed opportunity by all of us to not have thrown a few dollars on that to happen. Right. If there was any one person that it would have happened to, it would have been Block. Just to like put the icing, the cherry on the top of the cake. And it, look what happened. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Who do you like to fade uh, this week? I kind of like Morikawa. One top 10 finish in his last six events. Like, is there anybody that you're saying, yeah, this, this course just doesn't set up uh, for their game. Like, obviously, it's one of the shorter courses, but it's going to be difficult. 7,200-yard track. Going to be some weather as well, a little bit of wind. Like, who do you say to yourself, I got to fade? Unfortunately, I'm going to go back to fading Max Homa. He has been a good fade for me in the last few weeks, so why not ride that wave? Um, I'm not sure what's going on with him. He's kind of lost strokes. His iron play is one of the best in the field, and you just have not seen it. He's lost strokes with his irons in four of his last five tournaments. He took T55 at the PGA Championship, losing strokes with his ball striking, losing strokes around the green. But before that, I mean, he was losing strokes off the tee. He just cannot find rhythm right now in his game, which has resulted in back-to-back miscuts. RBC Heritage is a bit of a comparison course to this. It's on the shorter end. You kind of have to keep it within range. It's great for ball striking ability. He missed the cut there, losing nearly five strokes with his ball striking. Um, so. Homa, I have belief that he can turn his game around. I don't have belief that it's going to happen anytime soon. So until it does, fade away. A few minutes left talking some golf and making some money with Yahoo Sportsbooks. Pam Maldonado, easy for me to say here, on the BetQL network. Trista was talking about the weather concerns, and this may be a dumb question, but I'll ask it anyway. At the highest level for these guys, the PGA players live, whatever, does the weather affect a certain aspect of their game more? I would think putting, but if you're betting, do you look at a certain guy's game and go, all right, the weather's crappy, so he can't do this? Well, it depends what the weather is. If there's rain, it's going to kind of even out the playing field. It's going to give more of an advantage to the distance hitters because you're not going to get as much roll. Um, when it comes to bent grass surface, it's been raining a lot in Texas. It's been raining a lot, so it's going to slow down the greens. But this course has a lot of dog legs, so if there's wind, you're not going to be able to cut those dog legs as easily or at all if the wind is holding you back. So it all depends on do you have a fade and is the dog leg right? You may be in good position there, but is there wind? Is it rain? I'm, not, I'm less concerned about the rain and just like football, it's the wind that holds more importance to me, of which then I'd be looking at the distance hitters. Yeah, Russell Henley, uh, he had a rough PGA, Pam. I, I, really, his putter wasn't really rolling. Uh, he's sitting there at 40 to 1 for an outright. He's plus 150 for a top 20. He's had a pretty hot start this year. Like, is the PGA a sign that things are not right, or, or should we think about a way to maybe attack Henley? Henley, I think he, despite missing the cut, I mean, he still did really good with his iron play. And I'm always more inclined to go back to a player that has a strong iron game 
and maybe missed with the putter because the pu- the putter is the most volatile part of the game. And that's like that's exactly what happened with Henley. He gained four strokes with his irons. So and he has gained strokes with his irons in three of his last four. And he barely missed the cut uh, near the numbers. So I'm not entirely worried about him. He had strong finishes before that. A few back to back to back to back top twenty finishes. And at when I said RBC Heritage as a comparison course, he finished T19 there. And he was solid with his ball striking there. So he would be somebody that I would consider in the top 20 market. If you can get even better money for top 30, that'd be great. But top 20 for sure, I'd be willing to back him on. What's up with Ricky Fowler? I used to love that dude. He's fun to watch play. He looks cool. He was always getting top 10s until he wasn't. (laughs) Now, to me, you're crazy if you're going to bet on that guy, especially to, you know, win a golf tournament. What happened? Why? Ricky Fowler is having his best year so far that he's had in the last couple of years. I've been on Do you believe it, though? Would you put your hard-earned money on Ricky Fowler? Every week, and I'm going to continue to do so, and I'm on him again this Mm. week. He has, last year, this time last year, what did he do to adjust his game? He changed his swing. He changed his clubs. He made adjustments, and now it is a lot more fluid. It's a lot more smooth, and that's going to help you have a lot more accuracy. Ricky Fowler, even though he missed the cut at the, at the PGA Championship, he missed the cut on the number, and he lost strokes with his irons. Barely, he lost one stroke, but it was more so his putter. So I'm not worried about him at all. He had his best off the tee game that he's had of the season. He's had um, his around the green game was still there. He's one of the better short game players, and he has not missed a cut until the PGA Championship last week this year. I strongly believe this is a good course for him that he can bounce back on, keep his irons back in check, and that putter, the most volatile part again, I think he has the ability here definitely to do well. So are I you taking it. him what top do you taking him top twenty or top ten or, or how are you attacking him? Oh yeah, you're getting plus one twenty five for a top twenty. And I every time I take somebody in the top twenty market, I'm always sprinkling for them to win as an outright. He's twenty eight to one right now for an outright. Um, I believe I'm not sure that a win is coming soon. Um, but I would be definitely top twenty, all in, but the win, I think he still needs a few tournaments under his belt to kind of build some of that confidence, but he has it. I mean, I, I saw him live at the Valero Texas Open, and he's definitely focused. Um, you can tell that he wants to get better. He wants these results. And I'm, I'm, I'm a big believer in Fowler this year, for sure. Yo, that's the last time I ever downplay Ricky Fowler. I mean, Pam smoked me like a bong at a frat party. I get it. All right. I'm emptying the piggy bank. I'm putting it on that she, guy to win the she tournament. smoked you like your radiator smoked you, Sean. Oh, come on, girl. My face is still burning. He didn't need to give me that one. But he still he burned pretty. himself, Pam, in his radiator. Apparently, oh you're not God. supposed to take the radiator cap off when it's still hot. Anyway, I'll tell you about that off the off the air. She is uh, oh, Pam no. Maldonado of Yahoo Sportsbook. Thanks so much, Pam. Great stuff. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Pam. <laughs> <laughs>